Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast. I hope everyone's enjoying their week. Uh, Lots of stuff going on uh, today on the podcast. I'm going to go through some segments a little quicker than usual because there is a topic I do want to cover, and I did talk about that on Monday night's episode of the podcast. Um, It will be like your regular episode of the podcast. I know Monday... I caught up on the weekend, no top 10, uh, so I will be doing a little bit of a top 10 tonight for my top performers, um, but definitely uh, lost the cover tonight. I will be doing my picks. Won't have to discuss much with the NFL as I went over that on Monday with my picks from the weekend. Caught up on some NBA and the NHL as well, discussing that, breaking down the tables. Uh, tonight, I will catch up, on, uh, catch up on some English Premier League as well as Champions League, just to go over some of the matches from last week since I did not go over that with the episode. Since Actually, I didn't do an episode last week. I had delayed it and recorded one Monday, uh, so I didn't get a chance to go over that, but I will go over uh, some of the matchups from there, uh, as well as catch up on English Premier League as well. Uh, before I begin, I do want to congratulate Vladimir Guerrero on winning uh, the Hank Aaron Award uh, for the AL, and as well as um, Bryce Harper winning it for the NL uh, as well. Both had extremely, extremely great seasons, especially Vladimir with 48 home runs. Um, just remarkable what he did, uh, especially with the moving around with the Blue Jays. Um, but I'm going to catch up on some English Premier League, do my picks, uh, discuss that. Um, Raptors game, uh, not really going to discuss much with it tonight. As much as with the rest of the NBA going on, I'll catch up with the NBA next week. Uh, so I'm going to start off with my picks, get into English Premier League. just going to do a recap of my predictions with the NFL um, because I did do my predictions at the beginning of the season where I am, and I'm going to have a nice little discussion. Um, probably going to be one of my nice long discussions I've had on many topics, um, but I'm going to be discussing uh, the growth of women's hockey, what should I do, get, you know, getting um, the growth of the professional league that they have going on right now and ones that have folded and what should the NHL do and give my opinions on that as well. I'll be comparing it to other women professional leagues that are going on right now as well. Some that are succeeding, some that have folded, um, some that could be folding, um, but I will be talking about that because we would like to see the growth of women's hockey, uh, not just in North America, uh, but worldwide as well. But I will get into that uh, later on in the podcast and also be doing my usual uh, top 10 performers of the week. Might be a little bit of a combination. I kind of do have the World Series champs on there. I know that it's been over a week since that and discussed that on Monday, congratulating them. But, you know, it is the top 10 performers of the week. So I'm definitely going to be, you know, fun to discuss those performers as well. So I'm going to get to my NHL, not my NHL picks, my NFL picks as well. Uh, so I will start with that. So my five games, as always, um, I did go, I'm 25 and uh, seven, sorry, 25 and 20 now, uh, because I went through this last week, going two and three with my picks. Um, not the best, but it wasn't also the worst. Um, 
So, uh, going with Colts and Jags, Bucks and Washington, Rams versus the 49ers, Chargers and versus Minnesota, uh, Cardinals versus the Panthers. I am liking the Colts against the Jaguars. It's going to be a good matchup. The Colts uh, shouldn't fall asleep on the Jags, especially with the way they played against the Bills last week. So, keep an eye on the Colts for this because, you know, the, the Jags might be a little sneaky with this weekend. So, I am still going to go with the Colts. I don't like the spread. Remember, I just picked to win the spread. I'm not liking it with that because it could be a little trick one. So please um, keep an eye on that as well if you're doing your bets on the weekend. If you do a point spread, keep an eye on that as well. They did cover last week against the Jets, but the Jags are on a high momentum, especially beating a top team like Buffalo. So we'll see how it goes this weekend, but just keep an eye on that spread. Uh, Bucks in Washington, I am liking the Bucks. Rams and 49ers, I am liking the Rams. Chargers versus Minnesota, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, and then I'm going to go with the Cardinals, even if Kyler Murray is not playing this week. Um, Cole McCoy, I believe, still has enough. Sam Darnold is out with the Panthers. You have P.J. Walker, who is a very capable backup and can play in this league we saw him do very well with playing with the Colts as the third stringer in preseason and a success last year as well um, when they had injuries and trouble at the quarterback position so he is very capable um, but I do like the cards um, just overall the team is better um, I know you don't have Kyler Murray who can make things move around in the pocket Colt McCoy is still capable we saw the them succeed last week against the 49ers Colt McCoy has played very well but I think PJ Walker will not be enough to beat the Cardinals this week even though this season has kind of been the story of well let's see how the backups are doing because we've seen Mike White we've seen Geno Smith winning a couple of games you know we're, we're seeing these guys you know step up in good situations to see how they're going to be uh, playing but um, I think with the Cardinals and that defense might be a struggle for the Carolina Panthers um, even though uh, Christian McCaffrey could be returning we will see how it goes but again I think the Cardinals are still going to come out with that victory as well. Um, so those are my picks again. Colts, Bucks, Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, and the Rams definitely need to bounce back after that upset last week from the Titans. And you know what? The Titans, as much as I am a Colts fan, kind of need to take them seriously. They actually may finish number one as well. And you know what? I'm not going to talk to, talk about the Chiefs. I talked about where they are and what's been going on, but... Uh, the, the Rams, the Titans, uh, the Titans definitely deserve some respect and could possibly finish number one seed um, with that. Uh, so I'm going to just uh, catch up on my rankings right now. Uh, sorry, I'm going to go back through my predictions uh, for the season. I kind of need to pull this up at the moment, uh, but definitely, it's definitely been an interesting season since I've started this. It, it really, really has because. You know what, some teams are not performing, and I've talked about the Chiefs multiple, multiple times uh, over the last little bit, just because they haven't been playing the best. They haven't. Um, and I said, well, the majority of the reason is the, the story is out on the Chiefs. So I'm just going to pull up 
uh, the NFL standings as of right now. Uh, just compare uh, with what's going on. So, my predictions were going to be Ravens, Colts, Chiefs, Bills, all for the division winners. Um, Packers, Bucks, Rams, Cowboys for that as well. Uh, wild cards were going to be Titans, Browns, Steelers. Uh, on the docket was going to be Chargers, Pats, Raiders, so keep an eye out for that. Cardinals, Seahawks, Saints with the Bears and the Vikings on the outside looking in um, as well. Because remember, it's the additional wild card as well. So, if we were to look at the current division winners, or current division leaders, sorry, my apologies for that, but if we're just going to be looking at it at the moment right now, um, so we see here we have the Bills uh, leading the East, um, we have the Ravens, the Titans, and as well as the Chargers who are leading that division, so um, and again, I've talked about the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are at 5 of 4, sorry, at 5 and 4, uh, so that is definitely, you know, we'll see how that progresses as the weeks carry on. It's going to be a tight race. Uh, I know the Raiders are going through some struggles, but again, tight race with the West. The Colts, hopefully, we'll see how it goes. The Titans are just on the roll, even without Derrick Henry. Um, but we'll see how the season progresses. We saw their defense step in and, you know, take care of business with that. Um, the Ravens, uh, we saw... The Ravens are at 6-2. They're playing very good uh, football, coming out with some great victories, especially with last-minute wins, uh, overtime wins as well. The Bills are kind of on a downslope at the moment with a struggle against Jacksonville and some teams, especially losing to the Chiefs as well. The Patriots are doing pretty well. And again, I mentioned the Patriots uh, as the outside, so we'll see. Um, the North is always going to be... Uh, the struggle. Uh, I did talk about the Ravens again, but just when you're looking at the rest of the division, Steelers are at five and three. Browns, everyone is above 500 in that division, and it's almost just like uh, the West as well. The West in the North for the AFC is just remarkable with having everyone over 500. Even the Broncos are five and four, so it's definitely going to be a race uh, for that final wild card spot. When you're looking at a lot of five and fours, even the Patriots. Or five and four, so we will see a lot of football to go uh, as the season goes on. Eight more games left uh, for some teams, so we will we will see how that goes. Now going to the West um, again, uh, Packers are leading the North seven two. Cowboys are at six and two. Uh, we have the Buccaneers at six and two. Um, Cardinals and Rams are. Cardinals are in the lead, and I have the Rams sitting in second, seven and two, eight and one for the Cardinals. They were seven and seven and zero to start the season, uh, but just remarkable for what they were uh, or have been doing. Um, so make sure uh, to keep an eye on that. And then the wild cards. Uh, when I made my decisions again, I thought the Seahawks would be a little bit better. Seahawks are definitely struggling. At the moment, uh, so we have the Saints at five and three, uh, the Rams at seven and two. So that final wild card spot, um, if we're going to look at it right now, um, like it, it's basically a wide open race. If we were to take a look at it at the moment, it's a wide open one. Um, Eagles are three and six, Vikings are three and five, Bears are three and six. Uh, you have the Falcons at four and four, Panthers are at four and five. 
Um, Seahawks are at three and five. So if I were to see someone maybe get in, maybe. Um, I'm hoping that it's Seattle maybe being in that seventh spot, but it's really hard to predict on how that's going to turn out. It, it really is. I really think it's going to be a struggle with that. Uh, so that was just catching up on that. So that's what's going on with the NFL. Um, just gonna gonna catch up now on English Premier League uh, with the standings, the table, uh, to see how everything's going. So update: um, Chelsea's still in the lead with eight wins, two draws, and a loss. Man City just behind with uh, one additional loss uh, with seven wins. West Ham same record. Liverpool sitting at fourth. Arsenal uh, sitting at six, two, and three. Man U sitting at 5, 2, and 4. Um, they definitely are, have been struggling as of late. They're playing uh, Watford this weekend, Saturday at 10 a.m. You got some nice matchups here. Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham versus Leeds, Man City versus Everton, Chelsea and Leicester City, and you got some Brentford versus Newcastle, so I'm liking that. Uh, with those matchups, hopefully Man U can get back to uh, their regular status, especially with uh, them doing okay in Champions League at the moment. Uh, so I'm just going to be pulling up Champions League as well because we had matchups go last week. Had some good ones uh, last week. Uh, so again, oh, I went a little into the future. Uh, Chelsea winning 1-0. Uh, Salzburg falling to Wolfsburg 2-1. Uh, Villarreal being the Young Boys 2-0. Uh, we had Juventus taking on Zenit 4-2. Byron with a big win over Benfica. Uh, we have Barcelona winning 1-0. Manchester United 2-2 uh, with a draw against Atlanta. Uh, we have Real Madrid winning as well. Milan tying Porto, uh, Porto. And Sporting with a nice big win for nil. Liverpool as well. So uh, just going to take a look at the tables right now. I know some have qualified through. Um... Man City, Liverpool have definitely moved on through Ajax as well. Uh, Man U, or sorry, Real Madrid should be able to move on soon. Byron has easily moved through uh, with their group, just easily dominating. And Group F with Man U, Villa, Atlanta, um, Young Boys, that's going to be going down to the wire um, with matchups next week. So I'm just going to pull up those matchups for next week because I have it here at the moment. Uh, Villa is playing Man U uh, next week, and we have Young Boys playing Atlanta. So again, it's coming down to the final games and then get ready for the round of 16 for Champions League. But I will keep you updated uh, every episode on how that is going forward. Uh, next matchups are going to be November 23rd. Uh, so today is the 10th, so two weeks uh, away uh, from that. So, well, yeah, just under two weeks uh, for those matchups. So we will see uh, how that plays out. And then hopefully round of 16, because yes, uh, December 7th and 8th are the final weeks for. Uh, Round Robin, and then, yes, round of 16, which I've mentioned multiple and multiple times. So definitely going to be intriguing on how the finals uh, games play out. Um, definitely looking forward to it, and, you know, I hope everything plays out very, very well. Um, so I'm just going to go now move over to my next topic, uh, one that I 
really, really want to discuss about. I mentioned it on Monday night's podcast what I was going to be talking about, and it's going to be the growth of women's hockey. It has always been a long debate about the growth of women's hockey, and you know it, it kind of has been at a standstill. And now I'm having this discussion on my podcast because one, I was moved by an article by uh, Jana Heffert, Hall of Famer, multiple Olympic medalists, um, just about the growth and the separation, and also the representation of female hockey players uh, in today's society and if you do want to see the article you can it's written by the Global Mail it just came out a couple of days ago um, and discusses about you know trying to make it more aware and getting you know women's professional hockey league for the world's best meanwhile um I'm just going to quote a little bit here. Meanwhile, the players have been exhibiting their talents on an occasional tour stops aided by sponsors and a few NHL teams, but regularly the point to the disparity of media coverage, hockey resources, and sponsorship dollars compared with men in the sport. It also talks about the gender gap as well. So that was a little piece that I just wrote there, read there from the article because uh, she was just talking about, you know, the association that she is a part with professional women's hockey players association um trying to you know again help with the growth of that as well um this was all part of as well the statue being just near uh the hockey hall of fame uh entitled the game is for all of us and yes the game is for all men women uh, everyone has a right to play this game um, and yes there is a big difference there is a gap when it comes to you know growth um, especially when you compare it to how other sports have grown with women playing at the professional level uh, the WNBA is a great example of that as well as women's soccer and also the LPGA um, I'll discuss those and compare it to, um, <clears throat> as well as when you look at the timeline of women's hockey, there's definitely been a standstill in the growth. Um, and if you ever want to see that timeline, Hockey Hall of Fame has a great uh, piece there on that site about the evolution of women's hockey. Um, listen, hockey has been around since the 1800s. Um, the first game was indoor game was ever played was in 1875. Um, women started getting into hockey in the late 1890s, and we've seen the growth through there. Uh, 1940s, there was a halt, they said, to due to the war. And you know what? They just tried to keep growing it and get women into hockey. So there definitely was a standstill, at least a 30-year gap, where, you know what? They, they tried to start getting it pushed through, but it even went on a little bit longer if you really look at the timeline so from the 40s till about you know the 80s where they started to establish something for that the world to recognize um 1987 first ever women's world championship takes place in toronto obviously with the wihf being that body that has to recognize it and establish it they didn't do that the first time so 1990 is when you get that first sanctioned world uh, women's world championship at that moment obviously um hockey is growing we've seen europe uh, as well i know the nhl is currently working on asia to grow the game there but you know that that first one is going to be small and we always know the battle between women's u.s and canada team always happening and you know it can be predictable um 
but it took so long to establish that, and you, you see that there. But when you look at other sports, and I'm going to bring in uh, the FIBA World Cup for Women's House established in 1953 uh, with that going on. Um, the LPGA was founded in 1950 uh, for them, for women themselves. And look how it's been doing today. Yes, there has been their struggles for both, um, but those are prime examples of you know, establishments. The WNBA, they definitely did struggle to try and get a women's professional basketball league, women's basketball league to start. Um, and here we are 25 years later of women's basketball. And the one thing that has always been up to discussion is, you know, the gap, the, the salary gap. Um, you know, you have your men's making so much and then you have your women's making nowhere near. And you know what, that is a... A big piece here. Uh, Ten, what was it? 2016, the Canadian Women's Hockey League started paying their hockey players uh, minimum $2,000 and a maximum of 10, uh, with a salary cap of $100,000. And we see that here. We see that now in the new professional, uh, sorry, not new, but the current uh, National Women's Hockey League, uh, which just got a raise in its salary cap, nearly doubling it. Uh, actually doubling it exactly uh, cap moved up from 150,000 to 300,000 so you're seeing the growth there um, now the new certain so, so now the women's hockey league is not new I shouldn't really say that it has been around uh, for the last few years with six teams and it is trying to grow as it keeps going and going and going um, but right now they're trying to you know get things moving and hopefully they have something there um but it has been a struggle every time there has been a um professional league developing there has been you know a slip up or it folds or there's just not enough and the one thing that is struggling with you know women's hockey is the growth uh the money being put into it you know you want to get sponsorships you want to get the tv coverage because that's how you grow your salary cap and that's how you grow your salaries for players and uh, everything else and that's how you are able to expand uh, the Canadian Women's Hockey League had 12 teams they definitely had some that folded after X amount of time um, but you know they, they wanted something there they wanted to make themselves relevant and start getting it and you know what when you look at some of the the television deals that they were getting it wasn't like you're getting NBC or you're getting ESPN TSN you weren't getting much there in types of coverage, so you definitely lose that amount. Uh, when the Women's Hockey League uh, tried to get their playoffs, they had to deal with NB, uh, NB, uh, NBCS, so their sports affiliate, uh, or sorry, the sports division of NBC, but unfortunately they did not go through and, you know, you, you have them playing a bubble hockey playoff style in Lake Placid which is, you know, Memorial for one of the most uh, legendary uh, team, sorry, the most legendary games ever played, especially with the Olympics. Um, that's where I'm more like referencing to uh, as I'm discussing it. But unfortunately, it, it did not work out that way, and you're losing coverage there. And also the pandemic has not helped either. And, you know, you're losing funds, you're, you're definitely affected. Um, but the Canadian Women's League had 12 teams. The new league has six. Uh, Canada has 
uh, two of those. Uh, Sharon Canada has a team in Toronto and, you know, St. Paul, Minnesota, Boston, they do have it there. So the question is now, where can they go? Um, the NHL has stated at this current time that they not will not back uh, the league. Um, right now, like, there is the players, our professional women's, ah, the I, I keep forgetting the pronunciation, but let me just pull that up again. Uh, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, uh, and you have the W, sorry, the NWHL, uh, uh, which has now changed its uh, new uh, name to, which is now the PHF, uh, still the six teams, um, but they did a rebrand and changed it to the new name as well, which, um, you know, it's kind of unique to see that. But again, um, we're at that point where, you know, the growth there. And now when you read the article and I read some of the comment sections here, it's just like they, they talk about the skill level, but how about we talk about the growth of it, you know, give funding to, it's always going to be, you know, men versus women. And, you know, some people are talking about the skill level and how it is, some of the people do say that women's hockey, the way they play, can is also better than what men's hockey can be because they're just they're playing the game and they're playing it great. Are, are we at that stage where we need to criticize the skill level? Yes, there there is going to be a difference in skill level. That's not a shocker. But to you know criticize to say oh. It's like watching junior midget uh, style hockey. It's not really worth the time. Let's be honest here. It, it is worth the time to watch because it's a great game. We all watch it. Yes, we know the World Championships and the Olympics. It can sometimes be predicted of who's going to be in the gold medal. It, it is. It can be. Um, but do you not want to see growth? Do you not want to see funding get put into it where you develop the skill, you grow it to be better? If you look at the NHL 50 years ago compared to today, you can say that the exact same comment to those guys compared to today, that the guys that are in junior major today can skate circles around those that played 50 years ago in the NHL. Could you not? The style of game was different. The goalies played. You had goalies standing up. They never moved. You didn't have them move like Carey Price. You didn't have them do anything like Marc-Andre Fleury, like... Tukarask, Binnington, Vaskaleski, Halibut, like the goalies that you have today compared to then, it's it's complete opposite. They're, they're not moving. They're just standing up. They're not going to go down. They're not going to do a butterfly. They're not going to kick their legs up in the air. No, the skill level from there until now is completely night and day. And to judge those skill levels today to the same thing, come on. You, you, we want to like we want to see growth. That, that's what I'm saying towards. We, we want to see the growth there. And yes, the league, if, if they're able to get something going, uh, the association as well as the NWHL in the form, then the, the NHL will look towards it funding it. That, that's the one thing that's great with is having that support from one of the major sports. If you look at the WNBA, they're not going to survive without the NBA. The one thing to with the WNBA is there's been the voices. You have those players stepping out and saying, hey, let's get this going. Um, Kobe Bryant, the late, great Kobe Bryant, 
definitely spoke out and definitely defended the growth of it and was defending the players and saying, hey, they have this. This is what they deserve. They, they had something to speak of. The NHL, when we look at it in terms of those types of players, yes, some NHL players have it, but none of the faces of this league are when you look at it. Maybe we should. Maybe we should start posting that. But the one thing is, hopefully they are able to work something out where they can get a league going and a, a plan to work it out there. I remember when the WNBA had struggles earlier on. At one point, there was talks whether it was going to get folded. But we, we want to see the growth. And when you compare it to others, the, the hockey has, for women, has definitely been a delay compared to other professional sports. WNBA, yes, I'm well aware that the WNBA is only 25 years old. But it's there. It's 25 years strong. The Women's Hockey League has had its struggles. Professional women's soccer in North America has had its struggles. There's been a couple leagues forming, but, you know, it's still going and forming in multiple teams all over the country. If you look over in Europe in comparison for women's domestic soccer, same formation as uh, all the clubs for men's premier leagues. They all have their own teams. Each of their clubs are associated with their team. So you have a men and women's man, you, their football clubs, everything, Champions League as well. All that is there to establish that, and it is growing. It is vital for that, and you're seeing that grow. Can we see that with hockey, with women? The one thing is you want to grow it worldwide. We know what Canada and the U.S. can do. How about you start growing it in other countries? And it's not just Canada and U.S. that I'm just referring this to, but growing women's hockey. It's women's hockey worldwide. You want to get not just like 209,000 women, um, but that's according to a study done uh, in 2020, or sorry, a paper was released in 2020 for a study from 2007 to uh, 2018, where they had an increase of 33, sorry, just under 34% of women uh, being registered with the w, uh, WIHF, about 81 nations. So yes, that is a start, but you want to see the talent growing in those areas as well. You want to see it get bolstered. You want to see it get moved up, and you like you want to see that talent as well as come here. We see it now with the NHL. At one point, it was just you know some Europeans coming over. At one point. You are defecting from your country if you're coming over to here to play. Um, but you're, you're seeing that there at one point, you know, you're, you're just having your North American teams, but you had Europeans, other countries. If you look at Russia, Finland, Czech Republic, all of them had their teams, but it just took time to develop. And we have to see that as well for the women's stage growth. So not just here in North America, but others. If you're getting it growing in the world, especially China, because with the Canadian Hockey League, uh, Canadian Women's Hockey League, you had a team from China participating in the league. So you had that growing. But you want to see the other countries start growing, developing, getting better and better. So you want to see more funding. And when you have a league established you can have that as well and the thing is right now not many people want to put the funding there but we have to see it we have to see it grow i would like to see this being televised more and i know they're in a spot where they're in a challenge where they're going to be competing with the nhl and you know some people are going to criticize you know what same people that criticize are criticizing now are the same ones that criticize when the WNBA was being formed same thing and you know what 
women's basketball has always been intriguing, has always been great. I've, I've mentioned on this podcast on multiple times WNBA players, and when I've done my top female athletes, I just not talk about women's hockey, I'm talking WNBA. I mention Olympians who have just been great, women's soccer as well, especially with Team USA. Like when you look at it, it it's you're, you're seeing the countries, you know, market, do everything right to help grow those sports and you have people who are the faces there yes women's hockey does have faces but you have male athletes standing up and putting them as well you have those faces that represent our league um stepping out and doing that like i mentioned kobe bryant we we've seen it uh in women's soccer we've seen our our athletes today defending that with pay equality with um especially with women's professional soccer and here we are with women's hockey who i'm trying to you know get everyone aware help grow make it better and we want that that's what that's what we want to see and and i mentioned earlier on men's hockey in the nhl like it would be great if Connor McDavid could could just come out and say, "Hey, this is what it should be done." Sid, as well, like other athletes that are there to see this game grow. Because you know what, it, it's time. It's there. Why aren't we having more of a discussion? You you see, the the lay, the, the groundwork of those that have been there for so long, trying to push it and get everything going. Because you know what, you have those those groundworks those. You know, those founding, well, I'm going to say it, the founding fathers, sorry to use it as that reference, but the hockey, like people are, like, you have women now in the Hockey Hall of Fame. It took a while to get women in the Hockey Hall of Fame, but those pioneers that you're seeing now, they, they are the important pieces. And, you know, without them, there, there is no discussion of a women's league. You know, like those eight players, I'm going to name them now. Uh, Cami Granado, Angela James, Geraldine Henney, Angela Rodrigo, Danielle Goyetti, or doing sorry, Goyet, uh, Jaina Hefford, and also Haley Wickenhauser, who I've had discussions about, you know, being you know the greatest Canadian female athlete there is, uh, to what they have done. Um, she's definitely been you know the face of women's hockey in North America, and you know there are plenty of others that have fallen in her footsteps that will be eventually inducted to the Hall of Fame, but you know. It's, you know, and sorry, and I missed one more, Kim, Kim St. Pierre. Uh, so that's the eight women inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame. So you have eight there. They've done so much for the game, and they are the pioneers. They got everything going. You know, again, it, it has been a struggle. It has been when you're comparing it to other professional sports. Um, and you know what? I think it's time to, you know, realize, hey, let's let's get this going. Let's start getting some funding, start get growing it, because it's not just North Canada and U.S., like, we, we do put funding in, the funding could be increased to develop it and make it better, and, you know, you grow it, you have to grow and develop the skills, get everything going, and it's, it, we're not seeing it, um, we, we know how great hockey is in North America, like, we, we know, we, we know that it's there, can it be better here, yes, can be improved worldwide 150 percent it's great with the statistics but we want to see all this stuff grow 
and you know what I, I would like to see it grow that's what I'm saying that's let, let's get it growing let's get it better like a lot of like the the Hall of Famers that I mentioned were the pioneers some of them fought to try and get those uh, World Cup champions sorry that yeah the, the world championship starting in those early 90s it took until 1998 for the first game of women's hockey for the Olympics it was announced in 1992 and since then you know we've we've been loving it since Nagano and we would like to see more but definitely when you're looking at hockey compared to other professional sports hockey is definitely taking its time trying to develop it and try to grow it and I think it's I think it's you know time for it to change it's it's why are we having this delay you know what there has to be more voices for that and you know what kudos to all those that are still trying to push it through and you know what I'm one of those people that wants to push it through let's grow the game of hockey for women it's it's time like you know what the NHL said it'll do what it'll do but you know what how about those faces of the NHL step up and hey try to push it as well it's it's just a matter of time and you know what that the time is now that's what I'm going to be stating and that's how I'll be ending it right now um, coming up next uh, I'll be doing my top 10 performers of the week five four three two one zero all engine running Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Here is my top 10 performers of the week. Number 10 going with Zach Caleros of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers throwing 280 yards, two TDs with a win over the Montreal Alouettes. Number 9, we're going with Bradley Beal, 30 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds with a win over the Milwaukee Bucks. Number 8, going with OG and Anobi of your Toronto Raptors. Uh, November 1st, scoring 36 36 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists with a win over the New York Knicks. Number 7, going with Jacob Markstrom, uh, shutout versus the New York Rangers, getting his 4th shutout of the season. Number six, going with Victor Hovland with a nice victory over the weekend at the World Wild Technology Championship, shooting an impressive 23 under. Number five, going with Jonathan Taylor. Yes, the last couple weeks I've had him on my list, and right now he's continuing to be playing very, very well. Uh, big win against the Jets. Also, he had combined 200 total yards, 172 on the ground, 28 through the air, and two TDs. Uh, with that, again, impressive win. Number four, going with Purdue football team, beating number three, Michigan State, in the upset. Purdue was out uh, was unranked. Number three, we're going with Alexander Ovechkin, is now fourth all-time with career goals uh, at 741. Number two, we're going with the University of Texas Texas women's basketball team beating New Orleans with a win of 131 to 36 uh, in the debut for uh, NCAA basketball. Men's have also kicked off as well. And number one, we are going with the Atlanta Braves on winning the World series congratulations to them and again congratulations to jorge soler on winning the world series mvp uh hope you enjoyed uh, my list of top 10 performers of the week we'll be back again next week as well with another list but congratulations to all of them uh making the list i know some of them 
are combined from uh, weeks or two weeks before or last week, I guess, if you think about it, um, just due to not doing the episodes, but still wanted to give credit to those that were on that list, including OG and also the Atlanta Braves, mainly because of them winning uh, the World Series and just playing phenomenal baseball. Uh, but that is it for the show tonight. Uh, just to recap my picks from earlier, Colts, Bucks, Rams, Chargers, Cardinals as my picks for the week. Uh, so next Wednesday, recap the picks. I'll talk about uh, catching up on NCAA football. I know I didn't get a chance to talk about it. Talk NHL, NBA, um, looking at English Premier League as well. Catch up on LPGA and uh, PGA events because there's two events going on this weekend i did talk about them a little bit on monday as well so we have those events going on this weekend Uh, so talk about that on wednesday's episode of the podcast uh just make it interesting and i hope you enjoyed my little segment on uh the growth of or liking the growth of women's hockey looking to try and get that growing more and more not just in north america but at the world stage as well um because you know we want to make sure that you know they're getting proper funding you know you want to grow the skill you want to make things better you want to establish a proper league and you know and eventually start building it up and you know what the nwhl is going in that right direction looks like as of right now but i will discuss more and more as the future goes on uh but that's again it for the show tonight i hope you enjoyed it um i hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week i will see you guys next wednesday enjoy your weekend uh have a good night this is the draining jimmy's podcast (laughs) 